the biggest things you must understand to appreciate why Carolina has only player suspensions while other schools got probation or a postseason ban or a combination of those things, including the Wolfpack in men's basketball back in the 1980s. I actually covered that scandal just as we have covered this scandal. Fast forwarding, what what is that, 30 years from the beginning of my career to here at, uh, who knows, what might be the end of my career given recent events at the David Glenn Show. Number one thing you must understand, size and scope. What happened at NC State in the 1980s? There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples. I believe it was over 400 in all of situations where Wolfpack basketball players against NCAA rules sold game tickets or sold gear, shoes especially. 400 to 500 examples of it over a four-year period. What happened at Carolina? 15 examples of it over a one-week period. You're trying to make apples out of apples, some of you, when there is a same starting point, right? Dudes are selling gear, and they're taking money for stuff they were told not to sell or they jeopardized their amateur status. And they did it at NC State, and they got caught, and they did it at Carolina, and they got caught. Four to 500 times over four years is demonstrably different than 15 different players over a period of a week. That's the size and scope difference, number one. Might not matter to you, but it clearly matters to the NCAA, which is the organization that renders verdicts on such things. The other big difference that you must understand, the NCAA always asks not just what went wrong, That's the parallel between the Wolfpack case from 30 years ago and the Carolina case of earlier this year. It goes past what went wrong, and it goes to how bad did it get, size and scope, but also what were the adults doing? If the kids were misbehaving and violating NCAA rules, and obviously even these Tar Heels jeopardized their amateur status, some of them are serving four-game suspensions this fall and can't play for Larry Fedora's Tar Heels. Some of them are among the Tar Heels' better players, and they're going to miss a third of the regular season. When I say what were the adults doing, I mean the NCAA knows that young people will make mistakes. They will violate NCAA rules on purpose sometimes. At other points, they will just have bad judgment. Some of the Tar Heels players have already said, I'm sorry. It was a dumb thing to do. I didn't totally realize what I was doing. I didn't understand how I was jeopardizing my amateur status. I'm sorry. I will serve my suspension. I won't do it again. I apologize. They know that kids make mistakes, and they know that kids sometimes violate rules on purpose. They're even more concerned by what are the people employed by these universities doing If you're an athletic director, a compliance director, an assistant AD, if you're a coach who hears that players are selling their game tickets or their shoes in violation of NCAA rules, A, did you set up a situation that was designed to catch the problem? Did you set up a system that was designed to maximize the problem? If you were asleep at the switch and you had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of examples over four years by your Wolfpack basketball players before you finally figured out what they were doing in violation of NCAA rules. That means the adults were asleep at the switch while the players were violating the rules. If you caught in a matter of a week the scandal and you fixed it and you held the players accountable, 
the adults are doing exactly what the NCAA wants them to do. In the state situation from 30 years ago, the adults created a system where there was no accountability, and it was inviting players to violate the rules that they ended up violating 400-plus times over four years before they figured out the problem. At Carolina, it was caught within a week. Now, I won't give Carolina all the credit because some adults did their jobs well. Believe it or not, it was a Carolina fan who wrote to Carolina's administrators saying, you know, I'm pretty sure those new Jordan brand shoes are only handed out internally to actual athletes and coaches and staff members. Like, why am I seeing them on eBay? And why does this dude I know who owns a shoe store, why does he say he has a pair for sale for, you know, $2,500 or something like that? Like, I'm not sure that's allowed, is it? So Carolina, they can trace, because these new Jordan brand cleats are so new, they can trace it to the day that they handed them out. Athletes can't sell shoes until they get them. So the way Carolina knows that this was a smaller-scale scandal, truly, they put on a bow on, a bow on it within a week. It was The shoes are handed out on day one. By day three, the Carolina fan is writing in saying, why are these available on eBay for $2,000 each? Why does this shoe, st- shoe store salesperson say he has a pair available for purchase at some high price? That was day three. Players got the shoes on day one, were already selling them, and by the end of the same week, thanks to the help of a Carolina fan or two, which alerted them to the problem, Carolina's compliance people were all over it, Carolina's administrators were all over it. Through the eyes of the NCAA, the starting point was the same in both cases, selling stuff you're not supposed to sell. In the NC State example and others, it went on hundreds and hundreds of times over four years before they figured it out. In the Carolina case, 13 players end up suspensions. They figured it out, diagnosed the problem, and started the process of punishing and suspending those players and really had all the evidence they needed, all the facts they needed, gathered in a period of about a week. That's exactly the way the NCAA expects the adults to act. Kids will make mistakes. Kids will violate rules. In one example, the adults were asleep at the switch and invited disaster and didn't figure it out until a book was written four years later. And the other example, they found it quickly, diagnosed it quickly, stopped it quickly. They said, hey, everybody who has issued those shoes, show up on this day and hand them back to show that you still have them. And guess what? 15 people didn't have them or couldn't prove where they were. And 13 of those 15 ended up getting suspended. It is still a scandal. It still leads to suspensions. But the adults diagnosed the problem, caught the problem, punished the wrongdoers in cooperation with the NCAA. You actually get an A-plus from the NCAA for how the adults managed the scandal compared to a D-minus for how it was handled by the adults in that other example from 30 years ago. Again, it might not matter to you, these details, but it's always mattered. And after covering NCAA compliance issues for 30-plus years, I can tell you it matters a lot in the eyes of the NCAA, and they're the ones who hand down the final verdicts on such things.